loading. You're live. Hey, everyone, and welcome to a midweek podcast. Uh, this is the Nerdy Up North podcast, the nerdy podcast hosted by Northern Nerds. I am one of your hosts, Sam. I'm the other host, Charlotte. <laughs> and we are joined by team podcast Kev and Grant. And this week we are minus our cult leader because he is poorly bad. Oh, so leader down with the club. Oh my god, it started already. <laughs> <laughs> so me and Charlotte are... genital barucas. <laughs> We're going line wire. Hey, so me and Charlotte are are basically running the short night. And this one is a review of Alien. Show your t-shirt, Kev. Show your t-shirt. Finally. There you go. <laughs> Picked by the Nerdy Up North crew. I can't remember how long ago it was now. Probably three months. <laughs> All right, okay. <laughs> it wasn't that. It was like last month, maybe. And a month before. Beginning of this month. And a month before. <laughs> oh, well. We are now reviewing Alien. Can't remember what year it came out, anyone? It came out. Today. Today. 25th of May, 1979. Wow, so we're doing it on an anniversary. Excellent. Yeah. So I'll tell you what, we'll get the disclaimer out of the way with and then we'll just crack on with an open discussion on Alien, yeah? So everything discussed in tonight's episode is our opinions and our opinions alone. If you want to discuss anything from tonight's episode, please come and join us on the Facebook group and we can have an open discussion. What we won't have is anyone come for us and tell us our opinions are wrong. We can agree to disagree in fandom. So let's keep it fun. Keep it kind and keep the nerdism, keep the nerdism out of toxicity. <laughs> keep the toxicity out of nerdism. Oh, <laughs> oh. the wiki's not here and I mess it up. Well, <laughs> he's going to jump back on and tell you off now. I'm not going to live that down, really, am I? <laughs> so, how do you want to do this? If we're going to do a review, do you want us to talk about how you when you first watched Alien? Um, I mean, there's a few million ways we could go about this. To be honest with you, um, go that's on. probably your starting point. Though, <laughs> when we first watched it, and what appealed. Well, we'll start with you, Kev, seems as you're the mega fan. Oh, shit. Yeah, exactly. Landed yourself on that one, didn't you? Uh, a little bit. Um, <laughs> this was one of those films I had seen advertised um, when I was a kid. Like I said, in the horror one, my uncle was a massive horror fan with posters all over his bedroom wall. Um, he had loads and loads of things, uh, just posters everywhere. He had... Um, little models as well, like the Games Workshop things, like the Gene Steelers, which were based on the aliens. All right. Um, so I saw all of that, and it was like really fucking fascinating to me, plus all of his Geiger artwork. Um, so that stuff was really fascinating to me. So I tried to watch it, and I'm not going to lie, I was really bored the first time, because I was only a kid. I didn't understand like the mm-hmm. complexity of building the drama and stuff like that. Um, actually Ed fleshing out the story and the characters. I just wanted to see the alien, so I turned Obviously. it off. Um, wasn't impressed. Went back to it a couple of years later when I could understand things a little bit more. I mean, I say a couple of years later, it was probably about six months later. I was about six <laughs> at the time, I think. <laughs> I was only a kid. Um, and I, I got into it a bit more. Um, I can't even remember why I went back to it. I think because I'd watched Top Gun with my mom and Tom Skerritt was in that as well. And I liked Tom Skerritt's character in that. So I went uh, back to Alien. Uh, hang on a minute. So you went from Top Gun <laughs> to Alien. Well, the, the, where's the, where's the, 
Tom Skerritt was. It's one person. Yep. Well, I like <laughs> completely Tom. different genre of, of yep. film. Well, if you like an actor, you'll try and find out other films that they've been in. So I went back to that. Watched Alien again. Um, the facehugger scene scared the living shit out of me when it jumped out of the egg. <laughs> it was just fart. It, it still makes us jump to this day. It's just one of those jump scares. You know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But you completely underestimate how fast it fucking is. <laughs> <laughs> so it scared the crap out of us. Uh, hooked from that day. Absolutely hooked from that day. There's literally, I think, out of all of them, I literally went through pretty much the entire, like, IMDb list of every single yeah. film that ever been in. Um, went through the entire cast's entire back catalogue after that. That's awesome. I think it's class how you can uh, you can enjoy other work just based off one film. Yeah. Just one film. Come on then, Grant, because I know you probably got a really good story. <laughs> um, even, well, not quite as bizarre as uh, Kev's, but somewhat bizarre as well. Um, <laughs> Wouldn't be you, introduction... <laughs> Again, you know, mega fan. I adore the Alien movies. I adore Geiger's artwork. Um, most of what is tattooed on this arm and right up my shoulder is from Geiger's Necronomicon. Um, ever since I first discovered it, I've been fascinated with the imagery and what have you. Uh, not quite as obscure as Top Gun, but I remember watching Spaceballs when I was a kid. Yes. And obviously uh, yes. we got the scene at the end of Spaceballs where they roll out John Hurt and they're sitting mm-hmm. in the, the cafe and it, it starts kicking off, but the alien pops up and does, what is it? Hello, my baby. Hey, Hello, oh, my darling. And kind of does, <laughs> yeah, does the, uh, the dance off the end of the bar. And I was just like, okay, uh, what was all that about? And a relative was like, oh, that's because it's out of this film. Here, watch it when you're far too young to be watching something like this. <laughs> God, um, I miss the 80s. Yeah, man. Um, much the same. The face huggers when I was a kid scared the crap out of me. Uh, for a lot of my life, I was I was scared of spiders. Um, and oh. obviously, they've got that kind of vibe yeah. about them that always made them so unnerving, so uncomfortable. Um, but yeah, from the moment, I, I'm not even sure if Alien was the first one I saw. I think Aliens was the first one I saw because you used to get very, very heavily edited versions of aliens on being shown yeah. on terrestrial TV when mm. we were when we were kids. So I think I saw that one first, then saw Alien, and then Alien 3 came out when I was about 12, 13. Um, so kind of watched them in the wrong order. But since then, it, it's a film that I watch maybe once every six months religiously, and I have done for the last 25 years. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. We're going to be co-host. Meet co-host, Charlotte. <laughs> um, I, I honestly can't remember the, the first time I saw it. It was just one of those films. I think I know, I probably know more about it and I haven't seen it that much because it's so ingrained in sci-fi history and culture. I think well, I, I probably knew what, an, what Alien was and what it looked like before I'd ever seen the film. Mm-hmm. So I can't actually remember the first time I saw it. It was just one of those things. I'm exactly the same as you. <laughs> exactly the same. I would, There's a, a ride in Florida called the Movie Ride, and there's a section in there of Alien. So I knew the aesthetic of it, but I cannot remember the first time I watched it. But I do remember getting like, um, I don't know how, I don't know why I do this. I get like urges and I needed the Alien box set and I needed to watch them all. 
So I went to Asda because it was like the, the closest place that had them in. Come home and I just binged it and just thought, wow, this is like, it's unreal. I, I, I even like Prometheus. I know we'll probably get into that in a bit, but I really like Prometheus as well. Um, as a well, standalone film, it's fantastic. Here's a question for you before we get into the nitty gritty of the actual film. Do you class it as a sci-fi or horror? It's a sci-fi horror. No, I, that, I, I think it's both. You, you, you can't put it into one. You it's can't. a sci-fi horror. Right, okay. It is, it is literally branded horror. as sci-fi horror. It's, <laughs> it's Jaws in space. That's what it was marketed as. Sorry, Paul's put in the comment, it's a horror movie. And I, I, I don't know. I, I don't class it as a horror movie. But I li- kind of get where you're coming from. It is literally a sci-fi horror. It was marketed as Jaws in space. It's a, it's a survival horror in space, so that makes it sci-fi. Well, saying that, they made Jason X, didn't they? So, and he yep. was, he was that was that in space? <laughs> yep, sci-fi it horror. Was. This so... time he's back. He's a robot, but he's in space. He's in space. Yep. <laughs> I need to start going into Hollywood marketing like the 80s. Oh, don't you just. <laughs> don't you just. I love it. So do you want to get into the nitty-gritty of the film? I've what? got so much on this one. However, before we get into the nitty-gritty, mm-hmm. I need to get this quiz out of the way because that'll go into a lot of the nitty-gritty and spoil a few things. Do it then. Come on. Look at the one who's so, prepared. I'm going to wind a few people up with this one, like, because it's a bit of a bastard. So just to get into a few things, like, obviously, the nitty-gritty side of things will include a lot of this, no doubt. Um, so if we go through the nitty-gritty side, it'll just fuck this up for me so okay <laughs> so first things first name of the name of the ship so a nice easy one for you oh i only watched it this morning <laughs> you don't know all of these grand i guarantee it maybe one or two that you won't know because they're really really obscure bits it's it's beginning this is probably, this is probably the only one i do know <laughs> Go, go on then it begins with a nut it's that's the one Oh, I was going to say okay, not this so one. <laughs> this one surprised me a little bit. What was the age of Sigourney Weaver when she started filming? Filming. Yeah. Oh God. Filming. Thirty. She was twenty-eight when she got the part. She was twenty-nine when she started filming, and that she looked fantastic for it. Like she looks so she young. Does. Yep. I was going to pitch younger than that. I was going to say about twenty-two, twenty-three. Uh, I was just thinking because you asked the question, it obviously had to be older than what she actually looked. No, nah, she was uh, still a kid. She'd only had one credit to her name at this point. Um, Ghostbusters, no, that was yeah. after. Yeah, this was 79. She was just starting like a TV show before this. Um, right, this one's a bit of a fucking bastard. Um, what was the major change in the design for the monster? The head. The tail, wasn't it? Nope. The eyes. Nope. Doesn't have eyes. The little mouse thing. Nope. We know the monster as um, is holding black drone with the smooth head. Yeah. Yeah. The original design for the monster was translucent. Mm. Do you know what? I feel like I knew that. It was in that sense. If you look at Geiger's original artwork on it, there was also a design change to the tongue because Geiger's original artwork for the alien that inspired it, it's got a dick as a tongue. It does. However, when they what? started, yep. 
when they calm started. down, Sammy. <laughs> it's not real. <laughs> when they started building um, the alien, um, they originally started having it as translucent, and you were going to have like a bone effect underneath it, so the skin itself was translucent. Sorry, in. the horse has been set free. <laughs> Isn't the top of its head still translucent? It is. The dome of its head's translucent. Oh, is it? Which is where they came in with the head thing that you've just said there, Tommy. Um, that was changed for the sequel because the dome kept falling off, so they kept the ridges instead. There's nothing funnier than watching Grant on mute yeah. going, shut up! <laughs> <laughs> it's because right. I, I mentioned it too after Sunday. The little dog has started to come on heat. So every time Aww. the big dog tries to get settled, the little dog tries to face fuck the big dog. Nice. It, yeah. So is it like a miniature furry face hugger? Uh, <laughs> it is a little bit, mate. I'm, I've got a Shih Tzu and a Great Dane, you know what I mean? The dynamics so of this don't work. <laughs> it's a furry <laughs> face hugger. No, they don't. Someone, you know, should have, someone should have told my parents when they got a Shih Tzu and a Rhodesian Ridgeback. Oh dear God. <laughs> Sorry, off topic, back to it. Translucent aliens. Yes. <laughs> Actually, I feel like I knew that. And I feel like I knew that because I know you've watched the movies that made us today. Is that where it was from? It's or... not, no, that was the no? sequel. Um, they didn't do one for the first one. Oh, um, this, yeah. one's a, this one's a really obscure one, actually. Um, which character was added at the last minute and wasn't originally meant to be included? David. That's not an alien. That's Prometheus. <laughs> Michael. Is he Michael? Nope, again, that's not alien. <laughs> the cat? Nope. Oh, what's the, the robot uh, called? It was Captain Dallas, wasn't it? Nope, it was Ash. Nope. Ian Holm was not in the original. Right, that's what I was trying to say. The alien, the, the, <laughs> the, robot. the robot, the robot. <laughs> that's what I was trying to say. Him. Different names, yep. <laughs> no, Ian Holm wasn't actually included in uh, Dan O'Ban's original script at all. Um, they did not want that. Um, the executives that were making the film were just like no you're, you're doing this like it's science fiction you need a robot so uh, they got Ian Holman for it and um, the scene where he gets his head ripped off and um, there was a really weird one with that one because it's made out of uh, thin tubing glass marbles cheese and off milk for oh. their blood Ian Holm cannot stand the smell or taste of cheese or milk so he know. was constantly feeling sick through that shot um, same as in the sequel where Bishop gets ripped in half. Um, the milk that they used for it had been out all day, so Lance Henriksen ended up really ill of it. So that well, was horrible. No, now he can't because he's dead. <laughs> One that Grant will probably get. Um, the scene where they go in, they find the eggs in the ship, in the derelict ship, and you see the lasers and all the fog. Which famous British band owned the lasers and fog machine that was used? Iron Maiden. No. Hmm. Gotta be Pink Floyd, surely. Nope. Oh, um, English band, did you say? English, English. Uh, status quo. Nope. God damn it. Nah. Judas Priest, maybe? Nope. Don't. Nah, I'm not clue. The Who? The Who? Really? So they uh, supplied that at no charge at all for them. Uh, true or false? The chest burster scene, was it done in one take, like they said? No. False. No. False. Completely false. You can't do that in one take. I can no. understand. It's, practic- it's practicality. Like, you've got... Yeah. No. That was completely false. They uh, they marketed that as the looks on the faces are real. This was done in one take. It wasn't. If you watch the film, you can see where it cuts because it, they were having trouble getting it through the actual shirt. So you can see where it cuts. And, uh, yeah, it was two takes. Absolute Billy bullshitters. Yep. Yeah. Is that not 
partly an urban myth because um, a, a name escapes me. The the last that plays the pilot with the the Love white it. eyes. Was it not that when they sprayed her in the face with the blood, she wasn't expecting it, which is why she, there's such a uh, yeah. She wasn't yeah. expecting that part, but uh, yeah. the entire like the entire cast were told in advance what was going to happen, right? And that was taken in too, but she wasn't expecting the blood squirting. Do you know I don't who think she anyone is? was. Uh, Veronica Cartwright, she's the mother from Candyman. She's also the little girl in the birds. Yes. There you go. Fun fact. <laughs> the original title for Alien. See if anyone gets this one. Something about you screaming in space or something, because isn't that... No, not, not the tagline, the title, the original no, name I, for the film. I know that. I thought I was going to say something about the tagline being used. <laughs> Oh, look at the meditation on Grant. <laughs> it's on the tip of my tongue. I know this. I know this and I can't um, remember it. Hang on, hang on. If it wasn't going to be called Alien, it was going to be called something else. Yep. Uh, in space. Space. No. Oh, nah. Go on then. Star Beast. <laughs> what? That was the working title for it. Elle sat in the boardroom and said... Star We're going to make this horror film. <laughs> well, the whole thing to make it was we want to make Star Wars, but we want to make it horror. Yeah. So Star was really popular at that time. Star Wars, Star Trek, you had all that sort of shit going on. So Star Beast. Um, Star Beast. So oh, that's such a good name of a band, mind. Alien was originally <laughs> based on a college film. What was the film called and who directed it? And this oh. one will blow your fucking mind. I tell you what, Star Beast is kind of hard to, to top mind. Oh, I haven't got a clue. Grant? Not a clue on this one. Charlotte, oh. you live with him. How do you not know this? Because he wrote this in secret. Oh, was it like that then? <laughs> he was like, you're not seeing the answer. <laughs> so the film, the film was Dark Star. Oh, but it had oh, Star it was, in it. It was, it was uh, Jim, James Cameron? No, it wasn't. Oh. Sit down, Charlotte. You were, close, <laughs> you were close, though. The initials are there. Mm. It was John Carpenter. Oh, okay. So John Carpenter directed the original college film it was based on, and the alien was a, a beach ball, an inflatable beach ball with feet. And I guarantee Grant oh, has seen see that, that on YouTube. I need to see that. I guarantee Grant has seen that on YouTube before. I probably have. All over. <laughs> now, bonus points on this one, like, because Grant's just been on about it. Why was Geiger stopped from entering the United States during the filming? Come on then, Grant. Surely it's got to be something to do with pornography because of his artwork. Or penises. Yeah, well, I've got all of this Geiger tattooed up my arm and you have no idea how difficult it was to find Geiger artwork that wasn't just cocks and fannies. Because it's all it is. All of it. (laughs) It was carrying prototype parts for the alien. And it was, they thought it was going to be like sadistic sex toys. So they stopped him entering <gasps> wow. the country. So Ridley Scott not, had to go down and clear it up with Dan O'Bannon. Not just sex toys, though. Sadistic, sadistic sex, sadistic sex toys. <laughs> wow. There's a sound bite. <laughs> There's, that is absolutely metal as fuck, that. So, <laughs> If you're going to get into the nitty gritty of aliens, I don't yeah. think you're going to get uh, much nittier and grittier than that stuff. It's um, not the last one. That's for fucking sure. <laughs> like I say, this, uh, these films when I was a kid, they ruled my fucking life. <laughs> what like what what makes you love it? Because and, and I, that's really I know it's a really difficult question to ask because we had this conversation about music the other day, and sometimes it's hard to describe 
why you love something, but can I can, you? Li- I can literally describe why I love these films. Go for it. It's a testosterone fueled, no brainer action horror franchise where you're going to leave your brain at the door, get a few jump scares, see some amazing special effects. And let's face it, every single one of the films, all of them, regardless of how terrible the parts have been of them, they have an amazing cast. Yeah, and the writing for them has been amazing. Yeah, I'll tell you the one. The one for me that's always really, really taken it with Alien um, is the way that it is scored. Yep. Um, It's not as blatant when you're sitting watching it in on on your TV at home, unless you're listening out for it. Mm -hmm. But one of the the little subtle things that they do with the score is a heartbeat. Yep. And whenever they're trying to build tension, you get bum, 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 bum. Is that bum, what bum. that is? And it'll start building faster and faster and faster every single time they try and build tension in it. You imagine sitting in a cinema and you've got that going in the background. You're not going to know whether that's your own heartbeat or whether that is coming uh-huh. through speakers yeah. around you. I think that element of the score is utter genius. Do you want to know the irony on that one? Ridley Scott tried to have all of that taken out. Why? Why? He did not like it. Ridley Scott is the biggest <laughs> knob on the face of the planet. If something isn't his idea and it's fantastic, he is not happy. That is Gene. Like I've I've watched it today and I heard that, but do you know when you I wasn't really like I had it on in the background, so I wasn't paying that much attention to it. I just thought it was just noise yeah. because there's a lot of bleeps and blops and stuff like that. I didn't put that that <gasps> I love that. Yeah. So here's a one for you as well, going on to the Prometheus thing that you were on about. Ridley Scott. Taking all the credit for it. Yeah, that would do with it. Wasn't his idea in the slightest. Do you know who it was originally? No. James Cameron. What is the matter with him? Isn't he? He's a northerner at all. Yeah, he's a uh, dodgy up north. There you go. It explains it all. <laughs> explains it all. Um, I must say that this film is, and I, I couldn't stop staring at it the day while it was on, like certain parts of while it was on today, how aesthetically pleasing this film is. Beautiful. Like, how stunning the set features are. That white in the wall. Yeah. That is whiter than, that's like whiter than Millennium Falcon white. Yeah, it's very, um, like, was it Hal 5000? Going to say 2001 Space Odyssey. That's Definitely. the one. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it's very inspired by that. Um, what gets me about it is you can tell straight away by looking at it that it's not what you think. It's basically truckers in space. Like everyone's like, oh, it's, they're going to have guns and stuff like that. What can we yeah. do? And this was one of the arguments within the studio. Why don't they just shoot it? It's an alien. They're in space. They're going to have some form of defense. Why don't they just shoot it? And Why would they be point, expecting it? Well, at that point, um, well, this is where the famous line came in. Um, someone turned around and goes, right, we're going to edit this in. I think it was Dan O'Bannon wrote it into the script. And it's yeah, it's uh, Harry Dean Stanton, uh, it's his most famous line in the film. No, not Harry Dean Stanton, Yaffa Cottle. Um, beautiful, absolutely beautiful. Great self-defense. You can't kill it. Yeah. Because the acid for blood. Yeah. You're terrified to kill it, so that's why they wouldn't have guns on it. That's why they wouldn't use them. So the guns were probably there on the ship somewhere. Mm-hmm. But when they cut the face hugger and the acid started eating all the way through the decks, why would you want to kill the big one? You know, why would you want to shoot yeah. it? The hole's gone at that point. Oh, okay. So they couldn't do that to kill because it would kill themselves. So they had to think of the flamethrower, because if you flamethrower it, chances are it's going to cauterize everything and the acid would burn up. 
so much thought into this and I'm like kill the alien man just shoot it yeah, just shoot the alien um, like this one's my third favourite in the franchise and oh really the amount of thought that goes into it is unbelievable I, I do I, I just thought idea how just aesthetically pleasing it was like it's even the greys how grey the greys are yeah. it's hard to believe that it was 40 odd years ago because it's aged really well yep that was that was uh, do you know what I generally I'm I'm not a huge I'm not the biggest of big fans of aliens even though I have quite a fair bit merchandise for someone who's not a big big fan but I generally didn't know it was like 1979 I thought it was like early 80s like even mid 80s just because of how it looked it held up really well hasn't it like really well it's just one of those films that it it doesn't really matter what happens with it it's going to age really well yeah I give Ridley Scott a lot of shit, but it is beautiful to watch. It it is it it's it's just I love it. I love that. I love the fact that we uh, I get to learn all these fun facts from Kev. <laughs> Does With the aesthetics as well. Um, you know, it goes through all of them as well, but there's a filter um, on yeah. all of them. All of the first film is filmed through a very slightly green filter. The second one is done through a very slightly blue filter and the third one is done through a very slightly red filter as well. So you've got that constant hueing happen on everything, even the whites, just to offset it enough to make it not quite feel right. Uh, That in in itself makes you feel a little bit uncomfortable because of the hueing that's going on in it. I'm not even sure if hueing is a word, but you know what? No, no, it's it's got the correct hue. That's why throughout the entire third one, everything looks amber, like everything looks like it's burning. But if you look, if you watch the market and, and the posters and everything, first one, they're all green. Second one, blue. Third one, red. And green. How thick am I? Like, I didn't <laughs> even pick that up. <laughs> yeah. It gets oh. me about the first one. I absolutely love it. I think it's hilarious. The marketing for it, you've got the egg on the grid. Yeah. And the egg is an ostrich egg. It's not even the egg design that they actually used in the film. I just love your fandom and knowledge of all this of this movie. I really do. Sammy, if I showed you my merch for this, you'd crap yourself. <laughs> I, I need a separate room for it. <laughs> I think I would. Um, what's, uh, let's have a think. Who is, who's your favourite character? And this is just from the Alien, just the first film. Who do you, who do you, who are you watching for? Who are you following? Not, and, and Sigourney Weaver's obviously going to be a main one, but is there anyone else? Yeah, I which one's that one? Parker. Parker. The only right. character. That's right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not too sure of the names. <laughs> yeah, so Yafit Cotto and Harry Dean Stanton, Brett and Parker, they're the best characters. Totally forgot that Harry Dean Stanton was in this film until I heard his voice. Yeah. Yeah, and literally all he says is, right. <laughs> Does he? It's pretty much all he ever says. Every time Parker says something, Brett says, right. <laughs> so Ripley picks that up and runs with it. You know, every time he says something, you say right, right? He's like, right. Right. <laughs> Come and on. He, he doesn't have many lines in the film because uh, he didn't actually want to be in the film. When he went for his audition, he says, I don't like science fiction and I don't like horror. He's trying to talk type, like talk Ridley Scott out of hiring him. So Ridley Scott convinced him it was a thriller. Excellent. Come on, Grant. Tell us, yeah, to, tell us all you... 
all your love for this film. Go on. I'm, I'm the same when it comes to the characters. Um, I think those two have got absolutely brilliant chemistry yep. um, all the way through the movie. Um, and additionally, John Hurt. I love John Hurt. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, I'm a big fan of Orwell. And obviously, he's running around in 1984. Um, <laughs> so anything with John Hurt in it, I've, pretty much everything that he's ever made, I've watched at one point or another. Um, he's a brilliant actor. He's got such an emotive face, um, such an emotive way of delivering his lines. Mm-hmm. And for him to be the one that gets the, the savagery of the chestburster scene, I think just makes the entire film for me. Yeah. Yeah. 100% agreed. Heard it's it fantastic. He is. It's an. It's doesn't he play it in Spaceballs as well? I, yeah. I'm yeah. not. Yes. I've seen that film a hundred million times, and <laughs> I keep forgetting that he he is actually the person who goes through the chest thing in Spaceballs. Yeah. That's why he says, "Oh no, not again." <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> yeah. I think the only member of the cast that I can't stand, but it's the same for everything. I cannot stand Veronica Cartwright. No, me neither. She's not a good actress. She's not. Oh, what was it? She was in um, Witches of Eastwick. Yeah. I can't just, abide her in that. She's just not good at all. Like, she took me out of the film. It's the, oh no, I can Every single scene yeah. she was in, she took me out. I was like, nah. It just reminds us so much of me, Farrah, in, um, um, in, what do you call it? With a baby. The little baby, Rosemary's baby. Rosemary's baby. Rosemary's baby. Oh, I... it just it just reminds us so much at the end when she starts screaming. <laughs> if you could change anything about the film, what would you change? Veronica Cartwright. Apart from Veronica Cartwright, <laughs> um, I would be quite interested um, in seeing the original casting for Dallas. To be honest with you, because while Tom Skerritt is fantastic as Dallas, he really like he gets the role, I would have been quite interested in seeing how it panned out with the original casting choice. Who is that? Mr. Han Solo, Harrison Ford. I think it would have been Dollars Dishwater. It probably would have, but it would have just been absolutely hilarious. Just um, to try and understand what he was saying. Yeah, um, Harrison Ford was the original choice for Dallas, and the original choice for Ripley was actually Meryl Streep. No. Which wouldn't no. have worked in the slightest. Um, so... I don't know, I kind of would have liked to have seen that, but if I was going to change anything about the film, literally anything at all, it would be one scene. Mm-hmm. And it's the scene where it gets Brett, um, where Brett's trying to get Jonesy. It kind of just grabs his head and the double jaw lunges out and punches him. And then out of nowhere, it goes straight up into the rafters. It doesn't grab hold of anything. It doesn't hit the walls. It just flies. It's got no fucking wings. Well, I just need to point out how much of a bad host I am and because I have totally forgot that my co-host didn't answer our favourite character and I've just been Neither kind I've just been kindly reminded <laughs> in the chat. Neither did you. So Charlotte, oh, I'm really, on. really sorry. Bye. Um, <laughs> John Hurt and Ian Holm. Oh, that was straightforward. <laughs> Care to elaborate? Because I, I think Ian Holm was, I, I think Ian Holm was brilliant as Ash. He was just sort of, just sinister. suspicious enough. Yeah, just sinister enough, just suspicious enough to make you think: Is there something else going on with him, or is it just me being a bit? <laughs> uh, 
see. I can see you, you dickhead. Leave her alone. <laughs> Sorry, Charlotte. I'm going to have to throw something at him, aren't I? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, and John Hurt, because it's John Hurt. Wait. Yeah. And the, and the, the, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to see it. The both dead. <laughs> yes, they are. There's quite a few. Oh, Interest, no. Interesting fact on this one. They are dying in reality in the order they died in the film. <gasps> John Hurt died. Oh, my God. That's like Golden Girls. But go on. Yep. So John Hurt died. <laughs> mm-hmm. Ian Holm died. Uh, yeah. No, John Hurt, Harry Dean Stanton, Ian Holm, Yaffa Cotto. Oh, is he dead? Yep. Oh, that's sad. So all four of them are dead in the order they died in the film. Um, <gasps> so, yeah. Everyone's throwing Tom Skerritt in there as well. However, Tom Skerritt didn't actually die in the film. Did he not? He was, have you not seen the extended cut? I'm watching it on Disney. Made you really think it's the extended one. Yeah, so <laughs> at the end where Ripley's going through and getting all the fuel cells for the actual, for the narcissist and getting the self-destruct set, uh-huh. she finds Brett and Dallas cocooned to the wall. Brett's ah. dead and he's morphing into an egg, which is how they were going with the reproductive cycle of the aliens. They morphed into an egg, which I didn't like. Um, and Tom Skerritt's cocooned to the wall as Dallas, obviously, saying, kill me. So she flamethrowers him. So he's actually the second last, to, uh, no, the actual last person to die. Ah, right. Okay. So that means so, Sigourney Weaver's going to live forever. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And Tom Skerritt. Do you know, he is a very handsome man. He's, he your, he's your classic American loving bloke. Yeah. He was incredibly, I looked down at the day and I was like, bloody hell, you are very handsome. Striking, striking man. That's the word. He's very striking. He's very commanding as well. Yes. I, I totally get that. He's very commanding. So now that Charlotte's answered that question, I'm very sorry, Charlotte. That was not intentional. Um, <laughs> we'll go back to if you could change anything. So Charlotte Grant, what would you, what would you change? Charlotte, you go first. So we don't forget her. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Answered this week and go on his rant about the end. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I guess if they were gonna, if if they were going to remake it or reboot it, there's not a lot I would change. Maybe some of the some of the the effects, as in like obviously the computers and things, could be updated a bit. But there's very little that I guess I would change. It's mm. it's not a it's not a perfect movie, but it. It just hits all the right notes. Can it be too far like, off? But we are like we are pretty much grasping at straws to think. You of know what, what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. I'm sure like Grant's going to prove us all wrong, though. <laughs> there's probably there's probably scarier out there. There's probably slightly better written or better effects, or whatever. But look how it, it's 43 years later, mm-hmm. and we're still still talking about it, and, it's still merchandise, it's still yeah. iconic. And the Nerdy Up North community wanted this reviewed, so it's still on exactly. people's minds. Yeah. Go on, Grant. <laughs> Take the last it away. 20 minutes. <laughs> the last 20 minutes. <laughs> if, if you want an explanation, be warned, I'm going to rant here. I'm, in this, I'm sitting comfy, let's go. <laughs> right. right. And it's all to do with that fucking cat. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The, the chat is nothing but kicking off about the cat. They're loving the cat. So you, you, so you're Rick, gonna. Ripley's running around. 
Mm-hmm. She's got a hold of Jonesy and all the rest of it, and she runs around the fucking... Oh, shit, the alien's there. So the bitch drops the cat. I mean, that that's in itself is fucking shitty. And runs off. <laughs> in all fairness, it's not her cat. <laughs> Regardless, still... mate. Yeah. So there we go. There's fucking Jonesy. He's like, fucking hell. You know, face-to-face with the most... You know, the most perfect killing machine in the universe. And he goes, Who the fuck are you? And the killing machine goes, I'm a cat, mate. Who the fuck are you? (laughs) 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 Look, if you want to get her, I'll show you how to get her. Nice hiss, by the way. Tobin, high five. And the alien and the fucking cat go and they make their little plan while Ripley's running around going, Mom, Mom, you're such a bitch. Mom, Mom, Mom. So she runs back round to the fucking spaceship, picks Jonesy up. Jonesy's like, all right, she might not be that bad. And the way she rags that cat carrier into the escape <laughs> module, just like Jonesy's just like, right, that's fucking it. Okay, door closes. And he's like, come on, Steve. They've introduced each other at this point. Steve's uh-huh. the name of the alien. Yep. Come on, Steve, get her, get her. <laughs> Everybody else, you've come flying out of nowhere like lightning. Get her, Steve. Steve, are you asleep on them fucking pipes, mate? <laughs> <I'm yourself. laughs> oh, fuck's sake. All right, well, I'm not going to warn her. We'll wait. All right. Fucking Jonesy gets in his little pod and Ripley gets her fucking kit off and Jonesy's sitting there thinking, oh, now I remember why I took this wrong. Nice. <laughs> um, and Ripley's petering on and all the rest of it and she's pressing her fucking buttons and all of a sudden the alien hand goes like that. But it's not like I'm going to come out and get you. It's like, oh, fucking hell, you woke us up. So Ripley goes running into the fucking cupboard. And the cat's sitting there going, Steve, wait a minute. This is going to be funny. Look at what she's fucking doing. Just stay there. Ripley comes out in a spacesuit. And Jonesy's sitting there going, you don't know how explosive decompression works, do you, Ripley? That spacesuit's got a fucking zip on it. I can see it. I've just watched you do the fucking zip up. What are you going to do when you open the fucking door and you've got a fucking zip on your spacesuit? I know what happens in explosive decompression. Let's have this. So he's sitting there in his little pod waiting for Steve to get up. And he's like, oh, for fuck's sake, will somebody make us a coffee? I'm going to lumber over there as fucking tired as I can. So Ripley opens the fucking door. And for a fucking spaceship that is about the same size as my living room. There's an awful lot of air goes gushing out of there. <laughs> and he's fucking hanging on to the door and all the rest of it. So she shoots him. And like, oh, okay then. Door shuts. No, it's a little bit too cold out here. I'm going to jump into the fucking engine. Gets blown away and all the rest of it. Jonesy turns back round expecting a mist of blood where Ripley should be. He's like, <sighs> And she's still there. And I can just imagine it on set. They're going, cut! And Jonesy going, Ridley, darling, we need to have a word about this ending scene. It's just not working for me. It's like, what do you mean, Jonesy? Why is the like, cat British? It was filmed in England and the cat was it's, it's very Christopher Lee. It's very much him. And, He's a proper you know, lesbian actor, Charlotte. Come on! <laughs> like, look, I, I could deal with the alien being asleep. I really, really could. But a zip... On a spacesuit. This, this doesn't make any sense whatsoever. She's just shot the alien. The alien's got acid for blood. It's supposed to burn through three floors of this bloody mining ship, and it's not burning through the outside of this ship. What is going on? And 
Ridley Scott's just like, well, I'm a bit of a dick, mate. And we blew all of the fucking budget on the alien's tongue thing. So you're just going to have to roll with it. And I reckon that Jonesy probably walked off set after that. That's why we don't see the cat anymore. And it's probably the reason why he was replaced by a different cat in fucking aliens. The whole of the last 20 minutes makes no fucking sense at all. And, and the ship blows so up really... four more times. So you don't like the end? Yeah. Why does the ship blow up four times? <laughs> I don't does anybody else really want to see Grant direct aliens from the cat's point of view now? What I want to yes, yes <laughs> but what I want to see, I want to do a sit-through watch with Grant and like have a commentary <laughs> session on that would be mint. I've the never seen someone get film. so angry with film. Could <laughs> be the alien and the cat sitting in the pilot seat, and it'd be like, where are we going well, now? They turn around, put the sunglasses on, go, I don't know. <laughs> we've got half a pack of smokes it's dark and we're wearing sunglasses <laughs> and they just cruise off into space and instead poor Jonesy gets stuck with the world's worst crazy cat lady in stasis for 50 fucking years in all fairness the entire film can be summed up with three words grab the cat yeah Tommy's dead Brad, how many episodes have you done on here I have never seen you blow off like that <laughs> It's a it's a slight bugbear. A very oh, very is there slight, a slight? Just slightly. <laughs> I'd hate to see you pissed off with a film. <laughs> if that yeah, if that's slight, slight I honestly we need to do a sit down commentary on Alien with you, Grant, because that would be mint. Let's get some drinks in, let's watch Alien, let's get Grant on the mic. <laughs> and the irony the is zip alone fucks me off. She's there the zips it up and she comes out and you can still see the zip. Yeah. Can you imagine that? That that's that's the world's strongest fucking zip. It could have been so much better if Ridley Scott understood how a fucking zip works. Yeah, it's it's not ideal. Like um, it's still a hundred times better than the ending that Ridley Scott originally wanted. Tell you what, man, what was, something what when did, Grant, when did, even... the, did the thing button up? <laughs> no, the uh, the, <laughs> the ending that Ridley Scott originally wanted for it. Um, so the entire scene happens, as you've just called it, apart from Jonesy being a thespian actor. Um, I think was... Jonesy was still a bit of a cunt at this point and just lying in his pod going, ah, fuck you. Um, oh so the alien God. grabbed a hold of the door when the airlock opened up. Ripley shot it with the harpoon gun and it bounced off. It had no effect. The alien then rushed in, grabbed it, bit her head off. And the, la- the last scene of the film is the alien typing on the keyboard and you hear Ripley's voice signing off because the alien's mimicking her. That made no sense to me at all because there was literally no intelligence from that beast throughout the entire fucking film. Still makes more sense than the zip. <laughs> I mean, possibly. <laughs> Do you know what, man? It says something when Kev can't even argue back with that, like, and he loves his film. I, I, I can't. I genuinely can't. Oh, Grant, that was something wow. special. We need that as a soundbite or something. Just Grant kicking up. Grant's Jonesy. <laughs> when I do when I do me TikTok for this video, that's the that's the caption I'm going. <laughs> it's Grant but kicking I'm a, up. I'm a cat. <laughs> You're a thespian actor cat. <laughs> Christ almighty. Here's well, how Grant would have saved the cat. In, during the movie. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's a lot of good hisses, a lot of good running away. You know, he's a very reactive cat. I can't imagine him being like an amateur cat. You know I mean, what to I mean? be fair, to be fair, no wonder Steve needed a nap at the end. 
I'm genuinely not surprised. He practically flies. Yeah, he's got some fucking legs on him to get that jump. So, Jesus Christ, I wonder what he's benching and squatting. But no, um, I'm not surprised Jonesy was hissing because the reason they got all the hisses um, is when you see the thing shot from the alien point of view, when you see the cat, um, it's actually a massive fucking uh, German Shepherd. So they brought a German Shepherd on set to scare the cat. So again, horrible bastards. Yep, horrible (laughs) bastards to that cat. And I can guarantee it still made more sense than the fucking zip, Grant. You've ruined it for us. (laughs) I think you've ruined it for everyone now, Grant. Mind that that was something special. Don't get me wrong. I love this film. I love it with my whole heart. But that zip winds me the fuck up. (laughs) It might might be some sort of new futuristic space zip. I mean, if they use it's an a egg zip, carton, like it's a zipper cans up and down. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that's what fucking Ridley Scott said. <laughs> I bet he was down on his fucking knees trying to get the end of that film done. Mm, yeah, I know. Oh, so wow. funny! I don't, like, where do you move on from that? Like, <laughs> uh, I can officially say I think we're done. <laughs> <laughs> where do you move on from, Grant? Sorry, guys. Do not apologise for that. And came this close to when he self Keep going, Grant. Keep going. No, yeah. man, don't. <laughs> I'm not having that added to me names, the list of names I've got. <laughs> so what was that one? If you could change anything, that was right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we can move on from that one. <laughs> yes. Is there anything else you want to add about your love for the film before we get into the, not the hatred part and not the last 20 minutes, but... What you didn't like. What do you love what? still? What, anything else I didn't like? I don't no. understand why Ian Holm tries to suffocate her with a rolled up fucking magazine either. What was all that about? It can't be done. And he's uh, a I mean, robot? I it can be done, but how are He's just like, oh, <laughs> could, I do, uh, could I strangle her? Could I gouge her eyes out? At that oh, point, it was literally no. just a Radio case times. of <laughs> I mean, let's face it. It's, it's a pretty fucking embarrassing way to go, isn't it? Deep throat in the Radio Times. Uh, I mean, it could have been Reader's Digest. Like... It could have been Reader's Digest. I that's suppose. a smaller. That's a smaller one. Exactly. Oh right. Okay. See where you... Oh right. Okay. <laughs> She's not looking for enjoyment. It's to kill her. I get it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sammy's thinking yellow pages. <laughs> have you seen the fucking size of them? <laughs> that's why I said it. <laughs> They've shrunk in size, then, man. You'd be stomping oh. on a fucking head to get that in. Here's cut along then. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Just see, look what happens when Paul goes. This is harder than it looks, you know. I bet <laughs> he just walks away said. from his PC. He's just like, fuck oh, <laughs> this. Like, I'm never going to be ill again. <laughs> and this is what you get for having the clap, Paul. <laughs> oh, so, Paul's, just said, Paul's just said Argos. I'm presuming he means Argos catalog. Ah, the laminated <laughs> book of dreams. Yeah. yeah. Death, by t- Death by TV choice is worse. <laughs> so, <good. laughs> so is there anything more that we love about this film that everything. we haven't already mentioned? Literally everything. Um, I love the fact that Parker tries to fight it. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's just like, I'm going to kill her with a flamethrower, so instead I'm going to run out and cosh it out with a head. And he tries to fight it. It was um, I just a bit badass, really. He was just hard as fuck. Um, the awesome. script was brilliant. Um, yeah, 
I love the fact that it left a lot to the imagination. Like you never found out how Lambert died. Um, mm. on well, on film, I know how she died, and it wasn't fucking pleasant. Um, how did she die? Well, look where that fucking table is going. Hey, horsey. <laughs> what was that? Sorry, Ken. Yeah, look, look where that tail was going. Oh. It wasn't fucking pleasant, put it that oh. way. Oh. What is oh. the entire film about? It's it's a film about sexual assault, essentially. Yeah. Oh, my God. There's a, that's like a death scene in Sleepaway Camp, but it was with Curl and Tongs. Oh. Yeah. Ow. So, yeah, that's, so, uh, that's how she died. Um, but that oh, was left to the imagination, thankfully. Rest in peace. Aye. Um, I love the special effects for it as well. Um, like when they're operating on the face hugger and they're sort of dissecting it and stuff and looking at everything. Um, the fact that we're using like live materials for it, like clams and stuff like that. Which, which, which cool. one was the alien that was filmed at, at here, beach and over here? Alien 3, Sea and Beach. Alien 3. The Sea and Beach. Yeah. And is that because of the sand at Sea and Beach? Yeah. Just because the view, was... essentially. It's more red. It's, it's, it's quite industrial, isn't it? There's like yeah. the industrial bits around there and there's yeah. a lot of beach to work with. Oh, see, we're yeah. famous, everyone. Look at Northeast <laughs> in a film <laughs> and a good one. <laughs> Northeast in plenty. I said a good one, Kev. It's in plenty. <laughs> we're going to get Carter as well. We had a famous car park. Did we? It's now, it's now a Tesco. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> right. So if we've, if we've, gone on about how much we love it is there anything that we don't apart from the last 20 minutes is there anything that we don't love about it veronica cartwright apart from veronica cartwright you said the last 20 minutes <laughs> if that's to be fair if that's the only two things we're gonna really pick yeah i'm uh, really i'm clutching at straws like because we have gone on about how brilliant this film is and it's, it's there's not a lot you can say that is bad about it for I me, think I it felt... sets things up perfectly. Like it sets up the universe for it perfectly. So, if you did, you didn't like Doom, did you? I didn't mind Doom. Uh, Doom was all right. Uh, I didn't like Doom Annihilation. Dune. Oh, no, Dune. Dune. No, no, no. <laughs> I didn't. No. See that? Well, that's exactly the same. That's set. That's setting up a universe. That's setting yeah, up a scene. Yeah, but that's three scene. and a half hours of being bored as fuck. No, that's true. I mean, hours wise, not bored. Minutes of, this is like forty-five minutes of nothing happening, and then loads happening. Yeah, it was like three and a half hours of just nothing's fucking happening. I'm I... not going to sit and watch something for three and a half hours for nothing to happen. Oh, like so I can I... think of better ways to spend three and a half hours of my time. I couldn't. I'd oh, sit and watch it. I like June. I like June. I, just, I thought it was visually. I thought it was beautiful. Yeah, visually it was beautiful. However, for three and a half hours, I can think of much better things I'd rather be doing for three and a half hours. Well, how long's Alien on for? Because it didn't feel like a long film when I had it on. I was press. actually shocked that it ended when it did. Because I literally turned away for two minutes and then the, the credits were rolling. It's it's not a very long film. Um, I think it's like an hour and a half or something like that. See, that's a, that's good. <laughs> it's not quite. Time. Yeah. It's not quite two it's not quite two hours, I don't think. Yeah, the the thing with the alien franchises, and every every single one of the films does it. The first half of the film is establishing the stories and the characters, mm-hmm. and the second half is where it kicks off. Yeah. So it's around about ninety five to hundred minutes. I think uh, I honestly felt like when I was watching it today, I was like, and this is not a bad thing, just how basic the script was. Yeah. It's, it's there's, really there's perfect. No there's no dialogue for the first 10, 15, maybe twenty minutes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it just felt so basic, but it didn't. Mm-hmm. 
it was that that wasn't a bad thing like they didn't overcomplicate it for us because I can sometimes find sci-fi too overwhelming it's so clever that the majority of the film is in darkness Mm -hmm. you don't see the actual alien properly until the end and the first 10-20 minutes there's little to no dialogue but there's still so much detail in the film yeah the yep, first uh, 20 minutes has a genius jump scare in it as well when it's panning all the way through the um, the ship and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff and it just settles on the console and there's that really loud noise yes. as the computer kicks in. It's yeah. like a proper bang and bang. clatter. Mm-hmm. And it, again, in the cinema for the first time, you can just imagine people kind of sitting there engrossed wondering what's going to happen mm-hmm. and that sound effect hits and you yeah. can just imagine everybody going, whoa, what the fuck? Was... Yeah. Oh, it's, it's a light. <laughs> that's exactly like the dog bowl in The Invisible Man. Yeah. That was... I, that, <laughs> every time I see that film um, now, I look at the, it and think, bastards. <laughs> the, new, the, new, the new, the latest Invisible Man, I think it was 2020 it came out. Yeah, it was. Yeah. The first film, it was one of the first films to be on streaming like when lockdown kicked off. Mm-hmm. Um, complete silence for the first five 15 minutes. minutes. Mm-hmm. Five first minutes. five minutes in, she kicks a dog ball and it's the loudest noise you'll ever hear and it gets you every single time. And yep. that probably was inspired by Alien. Yeah, because the tension builds and builds and builds. With the script, it's very good. It's It's clever how they do it because mm-hmm. essentially these people are still a bit awkward around themselves because they're not family. They don't really like each other. And that's yeah. evident throughout the film. Like Brett and Parker, they, they're completely looked down upon. Nobody likes them, but they're mm. the ones that keep the ship running. Mm-hmm. Um, Ripley, uh, Veronica Cartwright's character Lambert, does not like her because there's an unwritten part of the film, well, an unshot part of the film that um, Ripley got in the middle of Lambert and Dallas's relationship and she started sleeping with Dallas. Oh, it uh, always boils down to a man, doesn't it? Or it always boils down to sex, essentially, which is why I think leave, leave it out with films a lot of the time. It's not fucking needed. <laughs> Alien proved that. Like, they didn't need to shoot those scenes. The tension was there. Um, Ash is just, he's hes proper sinister. Like, he's really insidious. People just didn't trust him from the start because he, he didn't fit in. Like, that's why they, like, didn't have his character there. You can tell that his character wasn't written into the script because mm-hmm. he just he does not fit at all. He's completely the odd man out. Um, you know uh, what? You know you know what gets me. So I can watch the chest burst I've seen it and watch the blood and all that's fine. But as soon as Ash gets ripped apart and you see the milk and stuff coming out of him, it's like nah, because it just horrible. looks so wrong. Like you know that's not how the insides of people are supposed to look. Yeah, and that's one of the and it's just it's really unsettling. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you can that's... accept the fact that, like, if you were to do that to a human, you know what colour it's coming out as. Mm-hmm. That that was part of the whole shock value. Um, people see robots and stuff like that. Um, androids, cyborgs, Terminator proved it. Um, like, you, you expect metal. You, you expect nuts and bolts. You expect plates. You don't expect, like, organic-looking tissue. But yeah. off, it, it's really uncomfortable to watch. Um, which worked to that bit as well with the the one drop of the white yeah. stuff coming down his head just before the big reveal, and you kind of what, just the look on his face. When, yeah, you can see he's he's not all there. Something's wrong, and the way he walks as well, like with a purpose. You can see his hands are out, 
Like his hands are ready to grab, but he's walking proper stiff and his legs are really stiff as well when he's walking and it's with purpose. So you can tell something's just not fucking right there. Like it's it's scary to watch. Once, once that reveal and oh he's like an android and that, it all makes sense because he's he's human, but he's a little too perfect. Like his hair's a mm-hmm. little bit too perfect, his skin's a little bit too perfect. The way he talks, the way he moves is a little bit too mm-hmm. perfect. Like it's a bit too stiff and as soon as you as soon as you see him rip apart and you get that reveal and it's like now it makes sense yeah. and well, I think that shows how good Ian Holm is as an actor oh he's was, fantastic was. he was fantastic um, I think Mother the actual computer is where Bill Gates got the inspiration for Windows Vista because it looks like it wants to kill you <laughs> <laughs> it's, it just doesn't work that was really good <laughs> It just does not work. Mother does not work. It wants everyone dead. And I think Vista was very similar to that. Yeah. I um, I was going to say something. I'm totally forgetting. I've just been like suckered into what everyone else is saying because I don't, as much as I do love the film, I don't have like a huge passion, like love for it. Um, I do get an itch and an urge to, we got an urge to watch it not long ago. And could you shite before I got put on Disney Plus, could you shite find a, a copy of it? Yeah, it was really hard to get it, and I'm like, "Hey, kidders!" It was just so hard to get a hold of, and then Disney Plus put them all on. I was like, "Oh, champion!" I think I've got about five different versions of it, like on disc. I sold mine. Oh, mine just no. The only one that went missing for me was the actual head collection. Oh, I remember that. The other discs, yeah, I had that. uh, When I split with the X, that suddenly went walkabout along with about four guitars. Oh, wow. Yeah. So. Oh, I think you guys more upset about the guitars. <laughs> oh, the, the guitars were nice. There was a uh, there was a lovely Gibson, Zach Wilde, and there, the camel one. Was, well, she uh, made out like a fucking bandit, didn't she? Oh, she made out very fucking well cheeky, for herself. Cheeky bitch. Um, I tell you what I really do like, though, is the sounds in this film. Not yeah. just the jump scares, but the actual sounds in it, um, especially the alien sounds. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but do you know the um, the Dolby soundtrack thing where it goes sounds like that? Mm. I, I really like <laughs> so <laughs> stuff like the um, the way that it was. Is it when she opens her mouth and it's like that? Ugh, I can't describe what it, I can hear it in my head, like a really high pitched hiss. Yes, but then you can you can hear liquid behind it as well. Yeah. Oh, that is such a satisfying sound. It's like a. Um... The only way I can describe it is in the 90s, they done a toy range by Kenner for Jurassic Park. And there was a velociraptor where you pull its legs back and it screamed. And it was exactly the same. I love it. It was, uh, yeah, I need to get that. It was in the, the, love, the Rexy's review shop. <laughs> I love the sound that the facehuggers make because that it's is scurrying. very unsettling, like yeah. really unsettling. And I can kind of understand where the fear of spiders comes from with that because they're really fucking unpredictable. It's essentially <laughs> an armored spider. It is. It is. One that I probably couldn't have a conversation with like I do with, with spiders in my house. Like I asked them to move on. Come on, move on. Send no, no, if I saw that spider like a truck shot in the room and run out. Oh. Hey, she's patient I... zero for everything. He chucks. He chucks me at spiders. He's he's just as scared of them. He, he'll knock on the other. No, I don't chuck you at spiders. <laughs> I chuck your shoes at spiders. Yeah, <laughs> from across the room, and then hope to fucking god that I hit it. You know, Kev Kev has a Kev has a very lovely, very detailed face hugger statue that is 
behind the doors in the wardrobe so we can't see it. Because if I wake up and see that in the middle, in the middle of the night, something's getting thrown at it. <laughs> I just throw it out the window. Mine's on the, um, I've got a plushie that's about this big. It. She's she's in there. She'd be following it. <laughs> I've got a I've got a plushy uh, face hugger with the egg. Oh, I don't have the egg. It's the one that it's kind of like flat and it's about this big. Oh, and it's nice. it's in Anne's yeah. room. I've seen that one. That one with the opposable legs. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was from Forbidden Planet like forever yeah. ago. Yeah. It's was... got like a smiley face on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's on Anne's wall in the bedroom. Yeah, I've got the miniature one. So that was, I got that like years ago, so I must have seen it like a while ago. I would never have bought something that I hadn't seen. So, oh well, that surprises. Yeah, I think uh, with like I was saying with that film, it set the like the franchise up perfectly because if you think about it, that was survival horror. The second one was sending the Marines. So LV four twenty six got terraformed into Hadley's Hope. They're sent in the Marines, so you've got the action aspect. Alien 3, they kind of blended them both together. You've got the action, but you've got the horror because they were on a planet with loads of like loads of prisoners, no weapons, and only one alien again. So it was more survival horror again. Is Bill Paxton in the second one? He was the late great Bill. Okay, I can't remember the third one very well then. Third one was so, class. Charles Dance. Got a Charles stunning Dance. cast of British actors. <gasps> Charles, Charles Dance. <clears throat> Uh, Charles Dance, Charles S. Dutton, uh, Paul McGann, I do believe. Oh, McGann. And, um, oh, and McCann Brothers in it. Yeah. Yep. What's his name that was the uh, the wrestler? He was also Bulldog in um, the Gasman episode of Bottom. Yeah, Brian, Brian Glover. Yep. Oh, I, I have seen it. I know I have seen it. I just, I really cannot remember it. And if Charles Dance is, uh, dances in it, I'm going to have to watch it again. It's brilliant. It's my second I... favourite. Yeah. I think Alien 3 is Sigourney Weaver's... Well, Sigourney Weaver as Ripley, I think that's her best film. Yep. Just because she's she's stand out for all the right reasons because she's mm-hmm. on a male, it's a male prison ship, isn't it? It's a male prison planet. Yeah. Also, the... Um, was it Mindhunter? Um, the TV show, the Netflix yeah. show, Mindhunter. Uh, the mm-hmm. FBI agent uh, in that. He is... Uh, a neo-Nazi um, rapist in this film, oh, in Alien 3. Does he die? Uh, yes, horrifically. Watch that then. Um, I know um, Carol, uh, you know my friend Carolyn, she's been on the podcast before. Um, she's an artist and she, for the 40th anniversary, she was um, involved in the big celebration art book that they did for Alien. Um, nice. her, one of her pieces is in there, but you're not allowed to draw Ripley. No. As the likeness of Sigourney Weaver. It's copyright. Like, she's done Topps trading cards. She did Topps trading cards for years, and I'm sure she did an alien set. Yeah, I'm absolutely 100% positive she, she did. did. And she can't, she did. She's my best friend, and I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> um, and she she's told us, actually, you cannot draw Ripley. You're not allowed. Like, you can do a Ripley-inspired character, but it can't have the facial features of Sigourney Weaver. And I was like, Isn't- oh, that's a bit odd. Isn't that why it's like a daughter or something in a lot of the games now? Uh, Amanda Ripley. Um, no, it's because yeah. Ripley's dead. Simply because Ripley's dead. Mm. That's it. Um, but if you go through a lot of the franchise and things like that um, and the spin-offs from it, um, so the books started with uh, Alien Omnibus Volume 1 uh, and they came directly after the second film. 
before mm-hmm. Alien 3 was made. So we didn't know that um, Hicks and Newt were actually dead in the franchise. So when the books were released um, with Earth Hive, Nightmare Asylum and the Female War, they actually got to Earth. But when the third film came out, they had to retcon the entire book. So they wrote the same books again, but changed the names of Hicks and Newt because they killed them off in the franchise uh, and they were trying to keep this as canon as possible. Isn't that what uh, Blanc, how do you pronounce it, the guy that did uh, District 9, he'd written basically like a a multiverse, if you will, for the Alien franchise where Alien 3 didn't happen and he'd pitched the idea for a film where Hicks and Newt had survived. I think, um, because is it... Not Love, Death and Robots, the other one that's on um, Netflix, Blomkamp, did one of the shorts for that, and Sigourney Weaver is the lead in it. I think quite a bit of the imagery that he had in, uh, planned and putting in his Alien film is in that, um, yeah. that what's it called? I get this, I something Bread? Or so, I'm sure it's something to do with Bread. I can't or something like that. God. Um, um, yeah. But yeah, but yeah it's similar to Love, Death and Robots. Yeah, what they were doing with that is Alien 3 was a cryostasis dream. It didn't happen. So when they woke up, this is where they were going because Blomkamp was doing what everyone wanted him to do and to go to the books for inspiration because the books were so much better than what we got after. Um, So Earthhive, essentially, they got to Earth um, and it started getting infested with the xenomorphs, which is apparently where the Hulu TV show is going to come into it. So that's going to be interesting. Uh, Nightmare Asylum, they escaped Earth and they got to a um, like a orbiting station, like Gateway from the second film, where Sigourney Weaver ended up at the start of the film. Um, And it's run by a mad general who's trying to capture the xenomorphs and weaponize them, which is what the whole point of the first film was. Was that Jurassic Park? (laughs) Didn't they try and do that in Jurassic Park? Jurassic World. Resurrection as well, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, on Resurrection, yeah. Um, I honestly thought you were just talking about Jurassic World there for a second. And the third one um, was the female war where they reunite with Ripley and they decide that they're going to the actual home world of the aliens, the Queen Mother's world um, with Marines. And that was going to be essentially the big aliens film. But Blomkamp was trying to incorporate it all. Oh, okay. Epic. The artwork's out there. Look at it. The yeah. artwork is stunning. Please have a look at Carolyn's alien artwork as well. It's absolutely amazing. Like, and I've you've seen got it. Her, it's it, it's yeah. breathtaking. Um, especially the piece that she got in the book as well. Like, um, I think we she got a copy on our birthday or something. It was something like that because we were around her celebrating something, and. She, when you look at when I looked at it, man, it's 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 the blues that she uses are just unreal, and our top trading cards as well. Like you've got to remember the size and the scale, like she's yeah. working on. It's amazing what she can do. But I feel like Charlotte might have some questions. Yes. <laughs> um. So obviously we've had the alien versus predator crossovers, which I guess weren't great. They were all right. What was a predator? <laughs> alien versus predator, and then Alien versus Predator Two. Requiem. Oh, so we're just we're, we're just fighting predators. There's been no other crossover yes. than predators. In the in the books, the has you've had Alien versus Predator versus Terminator, Alien versus Predator versus Batman, Alien versus Superman. I've got most of these um, as well. Where's so, these films at? Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> Disney um, and Warner so Brothers. Paul, Paul has just asked which other franchise would you like 
to see Alien crossover with now? Michael Myers. Be a two-second battle. Fuck off, man, Kev. <laughs> <laughs> Let us have it. No, I'm only joking. No, but I'd love to see Laurie Strode and Ripley. Whoa, that, Charlotte, that Charlotte, what voice was that? <laughs> Is that your voice. demanded voice? <laughs> <laughs> I got a shock. <laughs> who's, yeah, but who's going to who's gonna say, oh, yeah, I'm going to fight them? That's true. So Shut Laurie up. and Ripley. <gasps> oh, oh. I pay money for that. I wanted to see. The, <laughs> I wanted to see the Alien versus Predator that we should have got, where it was Dutch and Ripley. Mm. The Alien versus Predator that we deserved. Is there any monsters you would want to see crossover with? Like? I would absolutely love, and I mean love, to see Alien versus Terminator. I, I can't picture. It. I'm. So, I just kind of picture it. You've seen I the second imagine... Aliens film. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I can imagine like. That's I true. can imagine Alien versus Predator versus Terminator. I can imagine that, but maybe that's just the Arnie link. Yeah, <laughs> probably. Oh my god, playing Terminator and playing his character from Pre- Kev, get on the phone to Hollywood. <laughs> Let's make this happen. I would. I mean, um, I'd like to see Alien crossed over with Jurassic Park as well, because could you imagine what would happen off them? <gasps> that would be your. Bag, Charlotte. I'll be back could, in a minute. Could you imagine what would happen <laughs> if a face hugger got on a raptor? I'm liking this. That, Grant, that would be a fucking nightmare for you. Have you got any suggestions? Yeah. <laughs> Alien versus ET. <laughs> Thank fuck she's not oh, here. Oh, she's that. not here. Charlotte's not here for that one. We'll repeat that one in a minute. Yes, we'll go. But yeah. we'll go back like it never happened. Alien versus um, orgasmo. Oh, oh, oh right. yes. <laughs> I'd um, love to see where the voice. alien comes from if he gets shot with the <laughs> orgasmorator. <laughs> um, is it the mouth or the crotch or what? Hang on a minute, let's try this again. Ready? Ready? And she's back. <laughs> so, Grand, what would you like to see crossover? Alien versus E.T. <laughs> no, look at that face. <laughs> oh, it was worth. It was worth saying it again. <laughs> um, I'm out. Paul suggests Alien versus Evil Dead. Ash oh, from Evil yeah. Dead. That would be pretty groovy. That would be pretty cool. <laughs> I think that'd be too much comedy, though. Oh come on! You, this. Oh, I like the. I would love the element of comedy in it. You kind of take everything seriously. It's no, a fucking the, alien. The films weren't meant to be funny, though. Um, I mean, I th- I'd have a good giggle at it because I love Bruce Campbell. I do. I think he's class. He's meant. He's, um, he's, he's the king. Franchises to cross over with. Uh, obviously, we've had Alien, alien. versus Predator. Alien versus Riddick. Oh. That could be an interesting one. Oh, we all kind of like eyed open like, Oh. I'm That's... sure I read something about how Pitch Black was originally pitched as an yeah. something to do with the alien universe or something yeah, like that, and it got rejected, so they chucked in what we got instead. Yeah. I kind of like Pitch Black. I don't mind it as a Vin Diesel film. I don't mind Vin Diesel. Just his earlier stuff was better than his let's just do nine million fast and fucking furious films. Oh, that I've never seen and I'll never watch. I'll tell I you one thing. Alien... Just... Sorry, just going off on one ever so quickly. I remember being ab- in absolute stitches um, with the DVD of Chronicles of Riddick because I don't know whether Vin Diesel was just doing this as a wind-up, but obviously he's running around in 
the Riddick movie and he's like, I'm Riddick, you know, really like gruff and nasty. And there's a bit on the special features where he does a tour of the set and it pops up and he's there in his vest looking hench as fuck and he's like, hiya, and my name's Vin Diesel. (laughs) And we're like, like, proper over-the-top camp voice. And I was just sitting there going, what the fuck am I watching? It was a proper... um... Was it VK advert? Hi, Sue. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like one of those. Ridiculously over camp. Yeah. I was like, no, what? <laughs> oh. I think it's hilarious. I genuinely yeah. do. That'd be a decent crossover franchise. Um, what were you going to say, Alien, Alien in the Quiet Place universe. Well, that's going to be pretty... Di- well, you're just going to have a massive brawl, really, aren't you, constantly? Because that alien's never going to be quiet, and the other one reacts to sound, so maybe Cloverfield. They are, they, they are quite stealthy, though, aren't they? Oh, yeah. so that... But, the, the, but they but, can't... So, the, the, but the quiet place creature... What are the quiet place creatures called? Death Angels. Are they? they? Yes. Did they they say can't the see. No. They can't see. Right, and still here. But they, yeah. But so you can have two blind aliens selfing each other. The Xenos tend to hide in the dark a lot, though, don't they? Well, you didn't see them ones roaming in the light, though, do you? In the quiet place. Death angels. Are they really called that? Yeah. That's amazing, that. I feel like you would have a really bad game of hide and seek. I feel that would be the longest film in the world. It would mm-hmm. be an interesting one to see the final battle, but it would be a long film. Yeah. Because essentially really you like literally just have three people just curled up in a corner going, don't fucking move. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd guarantee like to see one a of them commentary a done with uh, Eric Idle and, um, oh, what's his name? See no evil, hear no evil. Richard and have Pryor. them as the internal monologues of the characters. <gasps> That's amazing. Richard Pryor, that's it. That's amazing. We need to make this happen. Death Angel versus Aliens. Charlotte, you're onto something, can you mind? It could work. Um, it could work. Um, Paul's also said uh, Alien versus the Marvel Universe. But that's pretty much already happening now with Marvel owning the franchise. So. Oh, well. Um, and he also loved my idea of Cloverfield, the Cloverfield, Cloverfield Alien, because yeah. that's... That's pretty cool, big tall aliens. It's pretty alien. much just got to stand on them. Done. That is true. How big are these aliens? Like, how, what was the what was the scale of to human? About seven, eight foot. Well, in seven, so, foot, so your seven height, foot, seven foot nine. <laughs> um, yeah. I think the actor who played the first alien was seven foot nine. Who oh, yeah, can it be seven foot nine? I'm sorry. No, he was a fucking monster. Hold on, I'll try and find out how big he was. Se- so you could essentially be an alien. I'm not that tall. You are tall, Kev. Not that tall. <laughs> that's, that's a bit, uh, that, that would be a bit excessive. Like, I mean, Charlotte would look even shorter, which actually I'm going to, I'm going to start wearing lifts. <laughs> and someone else has said in the chat, a crossover with Doctor Who. Uh, that would be quite interesting, actually. I could see something mm. like that. Oh, oh Jupiter, let's have a look. The Borg. Oh. The Borg. What's the Borg? Star oh, no. Trek. He was six. Oh, I'm sorry. I remember. I'm gonna have to. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna have to be careful, aren't I? Oh, I've got hey. two bloody trekkies coming on next week. He was six. <laughs> he was six foot ten, but in the suit, he was seven foot three. 
sit that you, I'm sorry, people just cannot be that tall. No, he was. He was giant. The, re- <laughs> the reason they got him um, <laughs> is because one of the set designers, and um, they were they were struggling with the actual costume and the suit and how it would move and stuff like that. One of the set designers was actually in the pub, saw him and just went, "Now nah, you've got to come and meet Ridley." <laughs> Walked in, <laughs> Ridley, give him the job, and that was it. What was the um, what was the pictures he sent us the other week? Was that something to do with Alien? That was Alien Three. That was the Whippet dressed. The Whippet. That's it. That's the, it. Uh, they the were adorable. Yeah, the Bambi Burster. So for Alien Three, essentially, that they couldn't <laughs> animate it properly. So if if you watch it, the special effects are terrible. Like they're really bad. The green screen's awful. There's not much CG. <laughs> but um, so they couldn't animate it properly. So basically, what they've done is they just got a Whippet dressed it up as an alien and sent it running through some tunnels. But it didn't awesome. work because it kept getting too happy and all you could see was this tail given at that. Well, <laughs> I'm also get, I'm getting wrong in the chat. Have you read that? <laughs> Anyone yeah. read the chat? <laughs> oh, what's up now? But it's because I'm, I didn't know what a Borg was and I'm talking about Star Trek on Sunday. Oh, good. We'll leave her alone. <laughs> it's Paul, <laughs> actually. Oh. <laughs> Stop picking on a Paul. <laughs> Are we going to uh, wrap this baby up, eh? Yeah. Yeah, I could talk about it all night, so I'm happy to wrap it up whenever. So, the last question Paul asked, which is probably a good one to end on, is what rating would you give it out of five? Solid four. Why four? Is it for the 20 minutes? Veronica Cartwright. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's a that's a tagline <laughs> for this. <laughs> he hates because of Veronica Cartwright. And the, and the zip. And the zip. And the zip. That's great. <laughs> up, up until the last 20 minutes, 4.9. Last 20 minutes, 1 out of 10. Did not enjoy. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mirror Grant's answer because I feel like he needs some, um, some solidarity when it comes to that last 20 minutes. So I'm going to go with the same score. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm going to go like... I'm going to go... Four and a half because I think it's influenced so much that we enjoy now and yeah. that we watch now mm-hmm. massively. A lot of what happens, like in cinema history, wouldn't have been done without this. Yeah, and I think I think I'm probably only giving it a four and a half because some of the sequels were a bit questionable. But we weren't reviewing the Mo- sequels. No, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but without this one, we wouldn't have got them. So touche. <laughs> Only one of the sequels was questionable. Two of the prequels, however. Yeah, that too, yeah. So, yeah, we're going to yeah, wrap. Four and a half. Four and a half, right. That's a, sol- that's a solid score in mind. I mean, come on. The first movie that we reviewed was what, Orgasmo? Yeah. Like, come on. We're, mo- <laughs> we're moving up in the world. We're moving up. And the next one, thanks to you beautiful people of the Facebook community, it was my picks for movies. And we're going with The Exorcist for the next one. Does she look mint, actually? She looks pretty cool, actually. Yeah. What did you say? <laughs> Two out of five. He's not coming on, is he? No. no. That's a good job. <laughs> That's a good job. So, yeah, the next the next movie review when we can fit it in is going to be The Exorcist. This Sunday is me, Charlotte, Paul, and... Uh, Making you... his podcast debut. Yeah, thank you, Charlotte. <laughs> I got too excited. I was like, oh, "Goodwill." <laughs> the is what the podcast cheerleader at this point. Uh huh. And he's also, if you've watched me and Jake do our last um, Twitch stream, he came and did the commentary on that. And holy shit, did he yeah. make that? He make that whole thing just so enjoyable. 
Goodwill is such a he's a great friend of the podcast and a great uh, community member and he will be doing his debut on Sunday and I can't wait even if it is talking about Star Trek I cannot wait <laughs> I'm just I'm gonna sit well I'm just gonna sit back and live it Kev I really am because I'm not as trekky but I can appreciate people talking about fandom so I cannot wait for it um plugs Charlotte's Boot Club hashtag Charlotte's Feet get in um, Paul's Balls Tall Paul. Um, Tall Paul. <laughs> Charlotte, what's the theme? This or what's your new theme coming up? Uh, haven't a hundred percent decided on a new theme. I'm going to pop a vote up in the group. Um, okay. but we're coming to the end of comics and graphic novels. Awesome. So there's quite a few aliens graphic novels out there. If anybody wants to jump in, leave a review. We've got a email for you to send them in now. Trying to tell them what the email is. Uh, it's nerdyupnorthbookclub at yahoo.com. Yeah. Um, yes, and then we've got next Sunday. And if I don't know, Grant, are we've you got... doing any Twitch this week? Uh, probably going to do it every two weeks. I'm going to okay. do one next week because uh, Jacob, not Jake from the podcast, Jake, my son, uh, really, really enjoyed helping out with mm-hmm. uh, the first um, episode of the Greek mythology thing where I just basically said anus for 50 minutes. <laughs> it's um, worth watching. But <laughs> yeah, we're we're getting off the topic of Uranus now, um, and going on to other stuff. So I'm going to do one next week where I'm just playing and telling a story, mm-hmm. and then when Jacob's down next, uh, we're going to do a double length one where I'm going to we're going to play through a game when I tell a story, yeah. and then Jacob's going to take the headset off me, and he's going to run through another run where he tries <laughs> to tell you the different builds that you should be using to play through the game. Um, he had the absolute oh, time of his life helping us out last week. So, uh, yeah, um, every two weeks you'll get me with a load of sexual innuendo. And then every other two weeks you'll get me with a bit less sexual innuendo. Yeah, and my son down. actually talking about the game that we're, talking, <laughs> that we're playing. Awesome. <laughs> me and Jake will be continuing our Twitch um, gameplay with Resident Evil 5. It's a shit game, guys, but it's a hell of a lot of fun playing it. <laughs> I'll be continuing to call everyone a cunt in the group. Yes. So let's uh, let's finish this up. It feels so strange because I'm not the one who ends this. <laughs> this uh, okay, so job. we we are also on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook TikTok now, TikTok, and yes, Facebook. yes, and Please. the Facebook group. Yeah, and please. every RSS um, podcast download that you can possibly think of. If you want the audio, just look, you'll find it. <laughs> There's like 50-odd download sites that have got if, us now. If we are Basically on... everywhere. I was just going to say, if there's a dodgy social media platform, dodgy up north. If there's, a, if there's a platform, we're on it. You can find us, Nerdy Up North community. Take it away, Charlotte. Same bad time, same bad channel. Stay nerdy, everyone. Bye. 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 Is he doing it? <laughs> I think Paul's fell asleep. I bet he's fallen asleep. <gasps> <Yeah>. <laughs>